13th floor. The 13th floor. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Yes. Hey, moderator B. Jones, fresh off the road. What is this, like 15 hours? I probably drove about 12 of them. From Maryland down here to South Florida, West Palm Beach, chicken with my guys on the podcast. Yeah. Oh man, what's going on, baby? Fresh cut? Yeah, yeah, fresh cut. It is you no know it's been a good weekend. I um after Fourth of July, I had two days off to spend time in the house. Went to see some movies, finish uh finished Power Man or Luke Cage. Uh that was amazing. Then went to the zoo yesterday for the first time with the boys, and, and that was that was fun. Uh, just been good, man. It's been a good week, and the wife is at Essence right now, so it's just the boys, so daddy weekend. Uh, all is well, man. All is good. Okay. Uh, I guess my sister-in-law, she's down in Essence, too. Uh, yeah. One of these years, I got to make it down there. Now, nah, you don't have to make it down there. You sent Chris. <laughs> you sent her? I think we should go together, man. It'd be a good trip, right? I mean, yeah, you'll enjoy the artist, but, yeah. I, I mean, it's just an overwhelmingly like the numbers are not in your favor at all. Like <laughs> that's true. very true. That's that's so true. If you didn't know the voice, man, that is my man, coach K on the podcast. What's going on, bro? How you living? Uh, man, I'm good, man. I got some brisket on the grill. So I know, you know, hey. you guys, you guys are on a timer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this thing quick. then. Yep. Barry, be fresh. What's happening, baby? Uh, y'all know. Number one, Entrepot Ninja in the building. We out here. We ready. We fresh evaded. Are you is the question. Lego. Stay ready, man. Stay ready on the 13th floor. So, fellas, man, we're going to pop this thing off. I got a question for y'all. It's semi-work related, but it happened to me at my place of uh, employment. Uh, I want to know how y'all feel about stereotypes that are uh, attributed to black folks. So, I'm at work. I think it was Friday. And... Uh, they were getting lunch for the crew, so they went to the Amish market to get the little fried chicken or whatever. And I'm not the biggest fan of their fried chicken. I don't think it tastes that great, but... Um, yeah, not a fan of the fried chicken at all. The grilled chicken is on point. Grilled chicken, yeah. We, we got it one time before, Carol. Yep. Yes. But <laughs> yep. everybody, for whatever reason, think this fried chicken is good. I tried to get them to go to Harris Teeter, man. The Harris Teeter got yeah, yeah, yeah. the best fried chicken. But the Amish market fried chicken tastes like it was fried by some Amish people. <laughs> However... Uh, I was having a conversation with one of our uh, customer service associates and, you know, she was saying they was going to get the fried chicken. And I was like, okay, cool, man. Y'all should pick up uh, some watermelon slices too. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Why y'all at it? And she's like, no, Brett, we can't do it like that. Now, mind you, I work in an African-American uh, small business. Mm-hmm. Really African-American. We do have a few uh, Caucasians, uh, uh, Hispanic in the office, but we are the majority. Um, Regardless, whether I was at that place of business or if I was still at CarMax, I would have made the same statement. However, her sentiment was along the lines of, you know, she doesn't want to feed the stereotypes. And I'm like, well, why not? I mean, watermelon is good. I like trying to feed my belly. My thing is always, um, I mean, as long as y'all weren't going to also stop at the store and buy large white button-up shirts and, and, and some khaki, oversized khaki pants and tie them with ropes and sit there and eat your watermelon and chicken while singing <laughs> like Negro spirituals, right. I don't see the issue because at the end of the day, everybody loves fried chicken. 
everybody loves watermelon. Yes. So there's absolutely no reason that you shouldn't be able to enjoy it in any environment. I think that uh, a lot of times as African-Americans, we get so caught up in worrying instead of enjoying and are so, um, you know, in tune with assuming that people are going to be sitting there. I mean, what's going to happen if you're eating watermelon and chicken? At work, I mean, uh, as a as as and a couple a, of grape sodas. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> I told him to get some grape soda. I actually went to Kool Aid, by the way. So, you know, I, once she told me she was being self conscious about the stereotype, I'm pushing the envelope. I, I want it all, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they got any hot sauce out there? I need some hot sauce. Absolutely, they did not have the correct hot sauce. They had the Tabasco. I want Texas Pete. We're gonna do, we do it right. But I feel like you know this is something that is cultural you know nobody i don't, I don't think wow. that asians are um sitting there refusing to eat like fried rice or like <laughs> not yeah. eat, um you know yakisoba noodles around anybody else because you know that's what they think that we do because you do it and it's okay yeah. <laughs> so uh, look there is a overwhelmingly large number of our people that still aren't proud of our identity and don't own it. And that's what I was trying to, that's the but, point that I was trying to drive with her. The thing is like, it's not even that, like if you would go to stores and see watermelon and see chicken being purchased, the, the majority power being purchased is really not us all the time. It's not. Like they're, they're, all races come out and get that. I mean, there are different ways of making fried chicken and Latins make it totally different. We make it. I mean, it's just the same thing. And, and watermelon is like, it's everywhere. Like if it was just a, a quote unquote black thing, you wouldn't be, you know, in the Starbucks and smoothie places and there it's everywhere. I mean, there's, there's flamingo watermelons out there. So it's not, they got, we got to get past that point and just say, listen, this is, it is what it is. Summertime is a fruit. You got to enjoy it for what it is. Listen, can we get to the point where we let go of the fried chicken? Yes. Though? Like, yes. I mean, the health, the health aspects of that. Can we get past that? Any of you guys have one of those air fryers? Like, I was going to buy one. The convection one or whatever? Yeah, like, like how is that? I, I, don't have the, um, I don't have the air fryer convection one, but I do have the uh, – there's a – it's like a brass um, basket that you put into the oven. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the same thing, and I will not lie. Like, I make fries and, like, chicken tenders and anything like that. In that little thing, and it is amazing. Like, I am you, all the time. You don't even know the difference. Not at all. Not at all. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I want to give the, the uh, alternatives to the traditional fry. Let's drop this in some vegetable oil, some Crisco. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, I think because I think that's the big thing. If you give me the choice between the watermelon and the fried chicken, I'm going for the watermelon every time. Absolutely, man. And you can get creative with the watermelon. Like I had a watermelon salad not too long ago. And it was actually funny because I've only ever I've only seen yellow watermelon in Florida. So I went to this place down in Baltimore by the harbor and got a watermelon salad and they actually had the yellow watermelon mixed in. I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty Yeah, nice. that's a that's a new thing to me. Yeah, I didn't I've even know it. it existed until yeah. probably a couple months ago and I saw a yellow watermelon. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But what I really want them to bring back is the watermelon with seeds because somebody yes. can bring that back. Yeah, it what's tastes way better, way better receipt. And then well, my curiosity always lies on how do you how do you, <laughs> how do you regrow it? Yeah, yes. like how yeah. does it keep on coming back? Is there like a section of the seed ones that are like the the parent ones, and then we just eat a bunch <laughs> of baby 
uh, retards, like I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we need to send a letter to the to the vegetable people, fruit and veggie people. Find out. It's the same that. same as with the, uh, with grapes. You know, seeds, grapes, and grapes with seeds. Yeah. You know, yeah, for a while, I, I was, it was everywhere. Yeah, all of a sudden, just changed one day. I don't and, and, understand. And that's, why, and that's why they say the nutritional value of a lot of these things have changed because yeah. we've done so oh, yeah. much to it. Well, uh, I, yeah. I got a real blue. Did all of y'all know that bananas used to have seeds? Yes, I remember yeah. those days. Yeah. I was about what? to say, the bananas used to have seeds. They were like that big. Yes, like big, weird seeds in them. And yeah, they, they pushed them out. I think like original bananas are actually extinct. Like yeah. the, those bananas are actually that strain is actually extinct. Like the bananas they used to eat, like eighty five below type stuff, are all extinct now. This is like a new breed a of new, banana. That's yeah. why it doesn't have no seeds and nothing like that. Like the little brown specks in those, those are actually banana seeds, but they've pushed them so far down the ecosystem that they're so small, just like um. And then, and then here's my thing like if all these fruits let's call it what it is they're basically sterile they're sterile right yep mm-hmm. so yeah. if we just keep eating all these sterile foods what's happening to the general population exactly you didn't see brett's face when you said the banana had seized like for a second it was just like he was like what so those are <laughs> no, videos if you just saw his face, it was like the, the most shocking thing he ever did. Yeah, I mean, look, if you think about it, Brett, it, anything that, that you plant and grows, you got to figure out. Like, there's some things that you can cut it's off good. the top of it and plant it and it'll grow. Yep. But most Potatoes things, so, artichokes and stuff. How, how are they growing bananas? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Where do these banana trees? There was a whole um, documentary on Netflix. I saw it a while ago that um, did, they did the whole explanation of how they broke down and just kept, you know, getting pulled and pulled and strained and strained. I remember the name of the uh, the documentary, but it, it like shocked me, and I was like, "Wow, that's probably Monsanto." <laughs> Here, all <laughs> the stuff that they do to all of our food and are pretty much taking all organic farmers, taking over their farms and mm-hmm. making them use their genetically enhanced seeds instead of the natural stuff so i got a question though because you 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 mentioned the seedless watermelons and how we haven't had a watermelon with seeds in quite some time but the watermelons that are quote-unquote seedless still have the little white ones on it so why aren't the white seeds considered a seed in this watermelon because i don't think you can grow anything from the white seeds so they didn't suppress the ability of those to grow that's just my 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 hypothesis is it's not proven and eating it, you can you can chew through that easily. Where those black seeds were, uh, you, you you felt yeah, that. I think it's I think it's strictly based on the fact that the seeds are not fertile mm. and can't be, and so they are not classified as a seed. They are just classified as a shitty piece of the melon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> so. So I'm going to bring it back for you, Brett. I'm going to loop it back around. So the same way that we got fruit that doesn't know its true identity, can't embrace its true identity, that's the same thing that's happening with our people. Like, we won't accept our identity. And because we can't, we don't know how we're going to grow. Like, how do we grow if we don't have seeds? How do we grow if we're not, if we're not we in the know? seedless people. We got seedless people. Mm, mm. That's 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 powerful, man. And it's yeah. crazy because I was reading some earlier or on the drive, <clears throat> excuse me, on the drive down, and it's basically about the roots, man. And it uh, a lot of us, and I'm still doing a lot more research and reading on it. 
um, comes from the Egyptian and Nubian uh, beginnings. And it's funny, and I won't get too much into it um, because we've had that podcast before already. But it's funny how much of the uh, similarities, I'll say, between the Egyptian, uh, which predates a lot of these things from the Bible and where we've drawn a lot of our heritage and, I guess, spiritual beliefs and everything from, the similarities between the two in the Egyptian culture predates everything in the Bible. Um, and then I saw something that was quite hilarious um, from a Babylonian standpoint in which I think it was Noah and his sons was between Noah and Canaan. And it basically puts racism within the Babylonian Bible where uh, Canaan was basically cast out and was created as a black person. So he turned his skin black because of whatever he used to do in the night, made his nose larger for a reason, made his lips larger for a reason, and even went as far as elongating his member for a reason. Um, and it's funny because, <laughs> exactly, when I'm reading it, and I'm just laughing in my head because a lot of the, I guess, stereotypical issues that white men have come to have, even mm -hmm. with their skin, you know, and being, you know, get sunburned and nose not being able to take in as much oxygen, lips where they go get surgeries to get their lips fuller, and then the member situation and just the stereotype of not being as manly as most black folks. It, they gave themselves all of those problems, mm -hmm. quote unquote, in the this Babylonian text. Don't mention member again, because that's why Art blanked out for a second, because <laughs> it hasn't been the same ever since his surgery. <laughs> he had a little anxiety there had to go away for a second yeah. Oh, yeah. you got a full oh, recovery right Art 100% I gotta, no I'm good but I gotta watch this podcast back now so I missed that whole segment <laughs> oh, it, it, it's nothing man don't worry about it don't worry about it Coach K man you've been out there in the field man getting it in I have been in the field man it's funny man uh, you know ever since um, I got certified with Game Changers it's like stuff just started moving just raining down on you. Shout out to Just started changers. moving. Yeah. Shout out to ETA, Game Changers, and the whole squad. Yes, sir. Yeah, so the Florida Department of Education and Aspen Dental was the last two uh, jobs or, I guess, speeches or motivational. Engagements. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. How are those, man? Give us some takeaways. How, it went. How does it feel to be in the saddle? Um, Man, you know, it's funny. It's not about being in the saddle, right? And as entrepreneurs, sometimes we think that everything is going to happen in sequence and consistently. And that's the thing about it is that we're starting to see consistency now. Um, and if you go back and listen to early episodes of the podcast, you'll see that we evolved. Carol Cadillo LLC evolved from Fledgeology. Uh, we evolved from speaking to just divorce males. Then we went to... Funny story. I'm going to come back to that. Then we went to, um, you know, people going around, ah, identity. We just talked about it. People not knowing their identity and wearing masks and, you know, unmasking who you, who you, who you truly are. Um, and then now we've gotten into the lane and what feels comfortable and smooth of diversity in the workplace um, and diversity in your, in, your, in your personal life. And when we talk about diversity, the first thing most people think about is race, sex, uh, all, you know, religion, and it's not that, um, as has become my thing, diversity begins in the mind. Diversity is a mindset. And it's how open you are to the opinions and the thoughts of others and how that now can help you find success. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't look at it that way. They think that diversity was just a check mark on your application or a check mark on who you hired. Or for your personal life, we think that diversity is, you know, oh, I listen to different kinds of music or I have a black friend, I have a white friend. And it's not so much that. It's just understanding that your unique experiences for you personally make you go through the world in a certain kind of way. And other people may not understand that because they didn't get to that point on the same road that you did. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's trying to understand, okay, what was that person's road and why did that get them to the point where they see things the way that they do? And if I leverage that, can that make my life better? And can I be mutual, have a mutual benefit where I make their life better uh, as well? So definitely a comfortable lane. And basically, man, I'm going out there helping Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies and, you know, entrepreneurs um, leverage their teams and, and drive success. And, you know, there are studies out there that say, hey, the most diverse companies or the most diverse life portfolio you have is in direct correlation with your success. Mm. Something you said about being open to others and feedback, I think it was, um, something along those lines. I think that's really important uh, because, and and more important as to how open, I think that was the operative word you said, because obviously you want to be able to accept certain feedback, but some feedback you have to like filter. And I think most of us find ourselves in a place in our lives. I mean, me me and Chris are kind of battling that as well, where you only take certain back from some people. How do you get that message across to, I guess, the audience in your engagements? Right. So the way that you get that message across is because there is no such thing as invalid feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that person that's not a high performer or not a significant contributor to your team, there's a reason why. And a lot of times the anchoring opportunities that your business may have or you may have at home lie with that person that's the least engaged because they have nothing better to do than to keep their air to the ground on what's happening, who's unhappy, why are they unhappy. Um, And when you can tap into that person, you get a lot more information than you get from the high performer because most of the time your bottom performer will look at your high performer like, oh my gosh, he's just trying to smooth with the boss. Um, You know, he's just going along whatever the boss says. Um, And in some cases that's true. You get a bunch of yes men. Um, and if you don't recognize that your yes men are probably the ones that reflect you the most and because they do that, they're not going to get you any further than if you were by yourself anyway, because they're just like you look like you smell like you walk like you and talk like you. And that means that the only results they're going to get are the same results that you would get. Um, so you've got to tap into those people that are so far from you and you label them the bottom performer. It's not always the case. Um, that they're invalid or they're not high contributors. You just need to leverage them and and, and find out what's important to them and somehow line up their personal goal with your overarching uh, uh, company goal or whatever it may be. So you've been developing teams, helping people grow for quite some time, right? Yep. Um, What is it that you have learned, I guess, based in these last two engagements, what have you taken away as a part of that process? Like, what have you learned from these things? Um, the biggest thing is something that I used to say back in the day. Um, you, you have to find the common denominator in all of the things that you do to identify what's that thing that you really love and enjoy and that you would do even without a paycheck. And you guys could tell me, we, we put in a lot of hours working 
some other lanes that we thought I was going to go into. Mm-hmm. And it was always like we were trying to make it work. We were trying to adapt. We were trying to bend things to make it seem like, okay, yeah, this is a fit. Whereas now in these last two engagements, now that I know, hey, I'm helping people identify and develop their diverse talent. Man, it's so easy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, there's not much research that has to be done. I, I do research now not based on the topic. Uh-huh. I do research on you specifically, on your unique situation, and just trying to line up, okay, here's the parts that we need to, to, to address um, in your engagement. It, it's just totally different. It's funny, man. See, okay. I, well, I was going to say, you could see the difference in, just like you said, when we were trying to construct initially, <laughs> it, 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 it felt like putting a, a square peg in a round hole, right? Where it was yeah. just right, like, right. you know, we need to figure out something, but we really don't have just like the right, but we know we got to do something. And to see, just like you said, bro, you smooth the silk when, when you, when in watching you um, handle those presentations, I can see and feel your comfort, but I also like, I feel that energy and goosebumps of, man, we're still just at the beginning. And in knowing that like, it's gonna it's gonna be some real serious stuff that goes on. So man, like always, I salute you, brother. I appreciate being on your team and, and I'm excited for the future. We we about to shut some things down. Absolutely, man, because you know this is a tag team thing, right? You know, you 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 the DJ, man. So how has it been being on being in the being on the turntables and, and mixing and flowing while he's out there doing his thing? Well, currently we haven't had the opportunity to fully <laughs> um push out. You know, our speaker in DJ Master Plan. However, mix and motivation, the, the sauce stays within. So the power has already been, you know, spread out there. We're just waiting to be able to have the first opportunity to truly combine those forces and, and shine that ball up right. However, being there as support and, and um, help along the way, as always, has been, um, like I said, it's it's – always eye-opening to watch one of your friends take their step into what they're supposed to do and actually like see them do it successfully the right way and and looking back at all the steps and everything that he's taken in order to get to where we're at today it's just awesome like I said it's just awesome seeing the progress seeing the 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 evolution and understanding that we're still just at the beginning of, of what's to come. Right. And I, I think the big thing is, is that when we put this group together, it was not just for me. It was for everybody's entrepreneurial endeavors um, to get everybody to a place where we didn't have dependency on the traditional ways of earning money, making money, um, providing wealth for our families. So I knew getting into it that I was going to be the guinea pig and that we would try a couple things, not go right. Oh man, you know, why did we make this decision? But now having everybody around and everybody involved, um, it gives a, a kind of a, a, a blueprint um, of, Hey, here's where we went wrong the first time with Carol Cadillo LLC, or here's where we went wrong with, with Fledgeology. Um, now when we release aloud when we release uh, the, the, the Alfio industry, the Alfio, just everything that art has going on <laughs> at one time, right? Um, real estate, event planning, all of that, um, you know, fresh as a DJ, fresh as just a, a multimedia 
powerhouse. Faceted powerhouse. Um, you know, you got Jay with Day- Jay Dace encourages. You got Mike with Panache. Um, BJ, look, BJ is <laughs> funny. He's kind of been doing his non-traditional for a while in the form of Amway, right? Um, and he's still doing it. I remember Art and I tried to join him on that venture, and that just wasn't for us. Um, but but he's still doing it and still looking for other ways that he can provide for his family and not just the current, but for generations to come. And I think that's all of our goals. So I think one of the the trap falls that entrepreneurs have is that you try to do it on your own mm-hmm. because you just feel like, oh man, you know, nobody's going to get on board with this. I can't pay anybody. But look, between the seven of us, uh, if we divide up the money that we have made, we're all still in the hole. <laughs> right but once we once the ball starts moving we can see where okay it's not about money as i said it's about the long term and a lot of people get caught up in that short term and they get caught up in doing it by themselves and if you don't have a team i strongly encourage you to go out there and find a team because there's many a day where you feel like why am I doing this? You know, I already have a nine to five where I make good money and I can make this work. I got a 401k, but how awesome is it to regain some of your time back right. and not have to depend on something that could go away? That's not promised to you. That could go away just in the blink of an eye because somebody decides that our company needs to cut some money somewhere. And Kay, I think that's, that's the crazy part is that you, you're seeing it more and more now that jobs being pulled away and people are at, in shock and or they're transferring to new jobs and moving forward. And all of a sudden that new job just side layoffs and it makes you think personally, I need to, I got to change. I need to make sure I'm okay. And I'm ready to do this process. I can't, I can't depend my life or base my life on what my job will give me. So that's the reason why I know I've been trying to push in the background and quietly, you know, doing research, reading and helping you and, and just to be on a team, but still building my little foundation block over here on the left to get ready to go. So when full team comes, it's there because it's, it's scary, man. It's, it's scary to see your family and then think tomorrow they can just take it away and be gone. You got to start from the bottom. That's like tough. So I do encourage everyone out there. If you are listening and you have your dream, you have your you know success that, you know, overnight success doesn't happen in one day. It takes about 10 years of you thinking about that process and it finally comes to fruition. So when it does come and the light does hit you, jump for it. Uh, it'll be, if you fail, it's cool. You learn from, you learn from your failure. Failure comes from success or second from failure. So keep trying, keep trying, and you'll get there eventually. Yeah. Some people, failure does come from success because you get that first little taste of success and you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to correct that. We, we, okay. We, <laughs> that that's a truth yeah, the way you spin it but i'm gonna say success is where preparation meets opportunity right mm-hmm. everybody thinks of that overnight success and it's really all the preparation that they put into that moment eventually that's exactly what's going to be said about carol right is oh look at this overnight you know success of of this motivational speaker and it's like no you guys don't you're gonna to have to listen to the podcast and see all the work that we put in to go ahead and, and get to the <laughs> spot that we're at right now, that this wasn't overnight. This was many nights of, of sweat, tears, blood, all the above, you know? Um, but also you have to realize if you are not sitting in the owner's seat, owner, owner, I'm not talking about vice president. I'm not talking about any other, you know, executive board position. If you are not sitting in the owner's seat, at any time, 
you have zero job security. Like you have to understand until you make something for your own, you are always living um, at the risk of having it taken away by somebody else. I think Damon Dash said it the best. Like if you're not a boss, what are you going to do? If you're not a boss, it doesn't matter. You're, you're, uh, he used the example with DJ Envy, and DJ Envy's an employee at the radio was, station. I was about to go and, right there. And made the point of, you know, you can't give your son no job. Your son can't come in here and just know that if he wants to, he's straight. There are a lot of other people who have that opportunity, but at the end of the day, I don't care how much money you've made here and how much stature and importance you think that you have. At the drop of a dime, they can say, you know what? Format's different. We're going country. Bye-bye. And that's what it is. So I always encourage, just like we are doing, while I am a serial entrepreneur ninja, I encourage everybody to figure out what it is, just like Carol said, that you would do without even getting a paycheck and then figure out the way to turn that into a paycheck. That's how you create a real opportunity, a real business that then you can sit in that owner's seat and feel a lot more secure in understanding that it lies on you as far as, um, you know, the hunter mentality, what you kill, you eat, as opposed to ultimately living with the fear and lack of understanding as to whether or not it's going to rely on somebody else to just ultimately cut off everything that you have. Cause there is no feeling like somebody telling you, Hey, yeah, you good. You're awesome. Amazing. But kick rock, son, you got to go. Diane, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, I, I can't wait to look, look back 10 years from now at our first, um, the big conference and look back at that uh, that's, <laughs> and see that and then see where we are now. Like just the growth and the and the planning, the uniform standards. I mean, it was so much we did uh, to there to get where we are now. Um, and it's just, it's going to be great to look back from there 10 years from now or 10 years from then just to see that. Um, so I was going to say, yeah, converting your radio station to country music, uh, didn't work out well for Marty Marl. <laughs> See the way I just mosey? <laughs> yep. Oh, 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 Marty, that didn't work out for him. But, you know, we also have to caution people because we talk about being an owner, being a boss, and it is difficult to get out there and be an owner or be a boss if you haven't worked for someone or been on a team before Mm -hmm. Um, you can't just jump into leading unless you've been led at some point because that's when you kind of see okay this is what works this is what doesn't you you cut that learning curve very quickly when you do it that way Um, when you actually put in the reps Um, shout out to Jay Dace who you know man he he joined the team in, in a intern spot and Man, we 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 put Jay Dace through the ringer, like <laughs> justifiably so. But to watch this young man, bud, the way he, yeah. the way he pressure is. makes diamonds, and all of us have been amazed True. how much he's absorbed and said, "You know what? Screw y'all! I'm about to take off running." Like Thank I've been you. thoroughly impressed the fact that he's, um, you know, simple things like consistency, showing his dedication, and 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 just doing it. Most most entrepreneurs fail 
because they lack the drive to just do, right? They, they, they get so in their head and, and listening to everybody else tell them how it's not possible or what things that they need or that you don't have this. And instead of taking that first step, they sit there stagnant. And so hats off, salute, Jay Dizzle. That man is, is hit the ground running. And is right. And, and I don't want to miss this piece because we talked about giving feedback to others, but we got to talk about receiving feedback when you are that employee or you're that person on the, on the team for an entrepreneur or you're supporting somebody. The thing about Jay is that Jay took feedback from us on some very crucial things involving his education, his career. Um, and he trusted the feedback that we gave him and took action on it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times we want to be so right with our viewpoint or so right with what we think we should be doing that we don't see the gold nuggets that somebody gave us that would have put us in a better place. Um, so for those of you out there that you do get constant feedback, like, well, I'm always getting this feedback, take the emotion out of it and sit back and look at the big picture and where those things that people are telling you might fit in and where it might get you. It's not about who you are right now. It's who they see you might become five years from now, 10 years from now, or look, even six months to a year from now, you could be a totally different person. So um, again, Jay, mad shout out to you. And we'll see if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> but no, Kay, I don't want to gloss over that too much or too too fast because taking the emotion out, it's not that easy. Um, you know, your pride and your ego get in the way. And I mean, I can speak from experience. Like, it's hard to hear somebody criticize you and, and trust that feedback. And, you know, I, I've, I've had it from you. I've had it from my current employer or whatever. But learning to be able, you get it in your marriage. I get it from my lady. And it's it's hard to take that and put your pride to the side a little bit, swallow your emotions just to even hear that. So that's a really critical piece, man. Like, don't oh, just- absolutely. And and I mean, don't and don't forget when somebody's I don't like to say criticize when somebody is trying to invest in us. And that's the the first thing that we look for is okay. Well, what did you do wrong? Well, what yeah. are you doing wrong? And, and why am I taking this advice from you when you do this, 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 and this? And this? Well, again. We all have areas we can be better in, right? And that was the beautiful thing about doing the four animal assessment and introducing that to Aspen Dental is that you could see light bulbs going off with that group of things that they've gotten feedback on or a way that they give feedback that may not necessarily be the best. But because I took them through the assessment and started talking about certain qualities and language and communication being one of the most important things for a team, all of a sudden they started realizing, man, you know what? Somebody did say that to me before and I took it totally wrong. And uh, you know, the conversations that were being had after off camera uh, were amazing. People that like hadn't spoken to each other for, you know, the better part of a year, all of a sudden, Hey, you know what? I think I see what you were trying to do. And, and, And that's the thing that you will never experience until you take that moment to, look, don't criticize that person, receive what they're saying. There will be another time for you to come back and be like, hey, I appreciate the advice that you gave me because this, this, and this happened. I want to do the same for you. Can I share some things with you? And it's so much smoother than if you get into that heated debate or you just shut down. And 
it's a skill. It's, it's a skill to be able to receive feedback. Um, most people don't notice that, don't think about that process, but just as well as you work hard to be a better developer, a developer, coder, developer, whatever it may be, to be able to take feedback from, from your wife, from, you know, from coworkers, from bosses, people below you, that's tough. And you got to build that endurance to be able to handle that, to grab the message, and then to understand and put it into play. Um, and people just can't, some people can't grab it. They just can't take, the, take it for what it is. Um, so it's like a brain activity. You got to be able to take it, read it, grab it, and then just sit there and think about it before you react. Um, that's the old saying, just be quiet and take it. Listen, be a listener to hear what's going on because there's always nuggets and somebody's feedback. No matter how crazy it may sound to you at the time, you rhyme back, then every night you'll hear what they were trying to say. I think uh, the great poet Monica said it best. Don't take it personal, <laughs> period. Oh, wow. Two things before I move this thing along. First of all, if you haven't watched that Breakfast Club interview that Fresh mentioned with Dame Dash, it is absolutely necessary if you have an inkling of wanting to be an entrepreneur. I think that interview um, was a pivotal turning point for me in knowing that I need to create something for my own, you know, create something for my legacy. Um, Because the way he laid it out, and I mean, he's real Harlem with it, real New York, real strong will with it but it absolutely makes sense so i encourage all of the listeners to go out and listen to that you know 15 20 minute interview whatever it is and see what you get from it the other thing is so on the drive up here carol i thought i'm gonna come back to this we talked about the many hats that we thought you were gonna wear as a speaker um, beforehand so one of them was the male divorcee thing yep so on the way up here i saw a billboard for maledivorce.com. Maledivorce.com. <laughs> off, off of 95. Right, right. right. Yep. So I saw it and I immediately thought, damn, man, that could have been Carol right there. Right. But I think he's, uh, that's a lawyer's. Yeah, that's a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, it's a lawyer? Because yep. I, I went past it so fast. Like, I didn't know if it was, a, I didn't know what it actually was, but it just. He's actually had that for years. I've yeah, always tried to understand the dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a good sweet spot? Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is a good sweet spot because if you think about it, um, as a male, if you're going through divorce, you probably don't want to go to a female attorney. Yeah, you're right because you're, you're concerned right. about that female attorney deciding feelings. Yep, yep. Even though yep. she may say she's working for you behind the scenes, there's probably some things she might have been able to do better. Not saying that this is what happens, but you think of that possibility. So it actually says males only. It's like yeah. male divorce, yep. males only. Um, yep. So I, I think it it gives you the impression that it's a safe space for you. So yeah, it, it absolutely is a, a, a good spot for that gentleman. I'm sure he's making a gang of money off it since he still has it. Oh yeah, he's been, been here all years. Right. Means, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been getting. Oh, it's been there for years. That's the first time I've seen. It. I feel like I've traveled 95 up and down like several. Times. Oh, I've seen it other places. Yeah, no, nah, it's all over. Oh, yeah, yeah no. Nah. He, he took that. I would, and I almost would not be surprised if it's a little bit more of like a four one one pain type thing, where it's more uh, like yeah, buddy guys taking them and just referring them to only male lawyers. Yeah, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Gentlemen, I'm going to Disney this week, man. Anybody been? You got any tips? Anybody been to Disney? I, I think, think we all been to Disney. Disney. Yeah. All <laughs> it's, 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 you gotta ask the experience you want because we all have different views on on. Art, you the you the theme park guy, man. You got yeah, yeah, that's the, the only park. person you need to speak to. You don't. Right. Speak. <laughs> yeah. I just thought about it. You the expert, man. Lay it out for me. True. 
Uh, I, I, well, I got to start off with the question that's asked easy all the time. Are you a regular person or do you want to get out of lines? Because it's a whole different mindset. Oh, you. we got the fast pass now. That's Perfect. not the question. All right. So that's, that's that. So now you are an average. So the next level <laughs> for Disney um, is getting that VIP package because the fast pass is now the new regular. Yeah, it's still the nor- normal. <laughs> yep. That's what's funny, right? You get that fast pass to walk into a line. <laughs> So well, what is only, this VIP package? Because it's, it's, it's two blocks it's shorter than the other one, but I mean, still. It's <laughs> so it's me and Chris and then four kids. So what is this uh, VIP package I need to look into? Well, see, you got to think about this. First of all, it's, it's six of y'all. The average ride. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let's pause right there. That's the first thing. You should <laughs> learn from Robin Harris. Yes. You should pick up somebody else's kid and go take them to any theme park, right? You should have rolled out with your two and called yep. it a day. So holler back. <laughs> it's gonna be a nice adventure, man. I can't well, wait. You're gonna have a great time. Um, probably, I, they're probably gonna be... gave you twenty dollars for them kids. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, here, here's to help with the park. Yeah, are <laughs> not lying, sir. That is an astute assessment of the situation. Assumption and their interest in everything else. Right, exactly. That twenty uh-huh. bucks is nothing but food for one day. Oh, that's twenty yeah. for both of them, though. Now, <laughs> don't get it twisted. <laughs> Luckily enough, I still got my little perks at work account, man. You know, because otherwise, this thing would have been out of reach. But yeah, <laughs> yes, man. Listen, you, you, like I was saying, you got, you got a six of y'all. The average seat is four. Okay, it's going to be three and three consistently. Um, so, so give it the person who you know. If you're a writer. You know, get the riding crew with you because you're gonna have some people who are to punk out. This is mm-hmm. how it works. So know you that six may turn to four, which means somebody has to hold bags. Um, get ready for that process. Make sure you get you're getting your drinks in while you're in line. Like get them early. Don't wait till after. Uh, plan your food out meticulously, meticulously. Food preparation. Make sure you get that thing. All right, at two o'clock. I don't care where you are. We're gonna eat at two, or we're gonna eat at six. Like you gotta get in the head. If not, someone will not eat. There'll be headaches. They'll be angry. Like you gotta set all this up in advance, especially with kids. Mm-hmm. And then, um, how many are they there for? Three. Three. Yeah. So, so don't start with the the whack part. The whack part. No, first. I think we're doing Magic Kingdom first. Get that yeah, one. That's the whack part. Perfect. So you wanna do that one last <laughs> because I thought Magic Kingdom was the one with the castle and everything. Yeah, but uh, how old are the kids going? Nine, two nine-year-olds, a five-year-old, and a six-year-old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, the Magic Kingdom is your thing. Um, you probably will do Epcot last because more of the adult one. Or if you are staying there, go at night to enjoy the uh, the beer process. I think the ha- the Hollywood one is being torn down or is not as good as it used to be. It's up now. Okay. okay. So, yeah, and the Animal, Animal Kingdom is awesome. So that's a good Animal thing. Animal Kingdom is the... Really? Yeah. So it was between that one and Epcot where we was like, I don't really Animal Kingdom know. is a must. Animal Kingdom is where they have the Avatar thing and stuff like yeah. that. You have to go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, Animal Kingdom's awesome. I mean, Epcot's cool too, but you can go there and do a half day at Epcot and then a half day somewhere else. But yeah, do... Uh, Animal Kingdom is a full day. Full day. See, full day. Dope. Like Animal Kingdom was we gotta, so we gotta pick three because we didn't get that uh that ticket. Okay, um, so then the uh, park park ticket that you could just yeah we didn't get the hopper ticket. It's park a day. Yeah, I would do Animal Kingdom is a definitely yes, yes. Uh, like Magic Kingdom for sure for the castle and everything else and and that process. Then the third one, uh, it's tough because the the um the terror the the Tower of Terror is in the Hollywood one. I think that's where it is. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that one's cool, but Epcot's, Epcot's awesome, and you got the cars thing there, and it's a, it's a cool thing to get them to do with space. Like, they're in, like, space stuff, and, it's, like, things that's, like, different. I think we're going to do Epcot, because Hollywood, I don't think they're even old enough for real to enjoy Hollywood. A lot yeah. of the stuff in there. Yeah. That's so true. There you go. So, boom. We narrowed There you go. Got your three. See? Thanks, guys. See, this is the importance of having a team, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I almost jumped out there in the, the deep end. This animal kingdom. I wanted to no solve no avatar. <laughs> Would have been ready to come back home on the second day. Right? Yep. Exactly. Oh, man. Just some bull. <laughs> now, what was some bull was how long it took me to get out of Maryland. But that's we're going to say that story for you. <laughs> Traveling with the family. America is just, you know, we had that discussion, I think, some months ago on the, on the, on the 13th yes. floor. And it just re, re, yeah, re-emerged. <laughs> Tenfold. Tough. Wow. Tough. Hey, fellas, tough. I got to go. I got to go check this brisket. Yes. Brisket. Right, I there guess we're up out of here. Fr- uh, Fresh, we got a um, Fresh and Biz this week, and then we got to hit phase on real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, close us out. We got it. All right, All right cool. See y'all. One time for um, K going out there to check out that brisket. America, look at me. Remember, I am your captain now. To this week, we're talking about taking the first step. Stop sitting there worrying about it, shining up your ball listening to all the haters tell you it's not possible, being scared, doing too much research, go ahead, get up and take that first step. The, 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 the um, hardest step to take is the first one, right? When you take that first step, do it with authority, do it with some type of, of meaning behind it, but make sure to take that step. Don't waste two, five, 10, 20 years of your life and, and think and hope and wish about what could have been instead of going ahead and experiencing. A lot of entrepreneurs, once they do take that first step, it opens up their third eye to the possibilities of what they can and will do in life as opposed to always living in this fear and um, lack of understanding about what truly uh, lies within them and what they are truly capable of. So what I... I, I um, you know, as, as aggressively and as, you know, wholeheartedly as I can, I'm telling you, take that first step, stop being scared. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's time. It's time. If you listen to us, you, you've heard how, how we've taken those steps and, and we want to pass that energy on to you and let you know to release the, 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 the fear, the doubt, everything else, go ahead and take that first step. If you need some help, you need some um, a team to be able to kind of point you in the right direction. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on, what you're looking to do. We are more than happy to speak with our listeners and help you guys become entrepreneurs ninjas yourself because that's what we do here on the 13th floor just like that. Fresh in biz from the number one entrepreneur ninja, and we out. And if you're hitting us up, make sure you do it. 13th floor at flagology.com or shoot us a message on social media at 13th floor, please. All your social media handles, I mean, social media websites, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. At 13th floor, please hit us up. We can help you get where you want to be, baby. Phase on. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I need to come. I think I'm just going to just say my statement and move on because Fresh fresh chose it. So I'll hit a street in the head and then we can uh, end this thing. But, uh, as I travel around, you know, this weekend, seeing things, doing things, it's just important for everyone to know, you know, leave everything a little better than the way you see it now. That's the goal. No matter what it is, family, relationship, work, environment, community, 
street, trash, whatever it may be, leave it a little better than it was before you got there. Take advantage of that. Take care of the next person behind you. I'm going to end it there. That's all I need because fresh children. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We are done here. Make sure you get this podcast wherever you listen to them. iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. We got those up. You can see my faces every Sunday. Yeah. Well, we drop them on Friday. We do this on Sundays. But yeah, man, check us out. Get connected. Stay connected. But we out of here. I'm about to enjoy the rest of my vacation. I'm going to yeah. get some sleep from being on this road for the last 12 <laughs> hours driving. Hey, red eye. Right? <laughs> <laughs> y'all be easy, America. Gentlemen, y'all have a great weekend. Yeah. We out of here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best. But the views These are amazing. Thirteenth floor, floor, floor. The thirteenth floor, floor, floor.